Welcome to show 42 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I am joined with a cloth diaper mom from Ontario, Alicia. Alicia and I are going to talk about some of the challenges to cloth diapering, including those naysayers in your life and getting them on board um, and cloth diapering anyways. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast, a somewhat regular show dedicated to everything cloth diapering. We talk with parents, brands, and cloth diaper people from around the world about their cloth diapering journey. This week on the show, I do have just another mom. She's just like me, but she lives in Ontario, Canada, and she's going to talk about her cloth diapering experience. But before we get into the conversation with Alicia, if you're new to the show, hi, my name is Bailey. I'm a mom of two and a cloth diaper blogger, content creator, person. I have been cloth diapering since my first was born. My second, though, is now potty trained, and I am still just talking about cloth diapering. This is a fun hobby project that I just enjoy so much. This is just one of those things that I do without a whole lot of rhyme or reason. I do have a website, www.clothdiverpodcast.com, and if you go there, you can find the show notes for today's show, as well as the last 40 episodes of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, plus more information about how to cloth diaper, when my book is going to be released, how to cloth diaper, and parent stories. So sometimes people don't want to share their story on the Cloth Diaper Podcast, and you can find those stories over there. So much information. You can also learn about the Flats and Hand Washing Challenge over at www.clothdiaperpodcast.com. I will be hosting the 10th Annual Cloth Flats and Hand Washing Challenge this year in May. If you need more information about that, again, just check out the website. It has everything you need to know. Plus, last year I did have Jenny McCalmick on the podcast to talk about her experience with hosting um, and doing the Flats and Hand Washing Challenge. We'll also have some more episodes coming up closer. So if you are a parent who uses flats, the flat diapers, and specifically if you're hand washing your flat diapers all the time, I would love to hear your experience and story, or if you've participated with the Flats and Hand Washing Challenge a lot. Um, I think that's about it for like the housekeeping things. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is sponsored by Humbird Diapers. Humbird is a cloth diaper manufacturer as well as as well as wool maker. She's based in Germany. Don was on the Cloth Diaper Podcast way back when we started. So if you want to hear her story, you can check it out. Every month, Humbird Wool has a pre-order on their wool, and that means that you can save 10% off wool during the first week of the month. So the pre-order has already closed when this podcast releases, but you can be prepared for the next pre-order coming out the first week of April. I will be posting the colors and more information over on Instagram and Facebook, so you can check it out as well. You can go to www.humber.eu and learn more about the options for wool diapering, flats, fitted diapers, and everything else. Now, with that all done, I think we should just have a conversation with Alicia. So here is my recording from February. My name is Alicia. I'm from Brantford, Ontario. I've been here pretty much my whole life, except for about five years in Ottawa for university. Um, I'm kind of to the end of my 20s and sort of figuring out new mom life. I have an eight and a half month old son named Wesley. He's my only baby. Um, And I've kind of gone head first into this world of like, you know, lessening our waist and cloth diapering and all these different parent and baby things. 
and stumbled upon your show and absolutely loved hearing from the different brands and parents. And I think it's so cool to hear other perspectives about it. You didn't really go very far if you went to U of Ottawa. No. <laughs> I mean, it's about 600 kilometers from where I'm from. So it's it feels far, but it's really not that far. And I'm there all the time visiting family, which is awesome. He's eight and a half months. Okay. I um. So like this that's the age group of these like next four shows i'm putting out everybody has a oh, eight world. to nine month old child i think it's like that time in motherhood where you kind of feel like you got your head on again and you're like i can go talk to people about things totally. <laughs> you feel like less of a newbie and more like you've got a handle on it yeah you in your email when you messaged me you said that a lot of people were really like up in your face and not pro cloth diapering yeah um, why was that like we're what were they saying to you and how did that make you feel? I think, so I had kind of been open about my desire to try cough diapering with, you know, friends, family, whatever. And the lot, a lot of the pushback I got was, well, you're not going to stick to it. You might as well just buy diapers, like disposables. And I said, well, like, why do you think? Of course, doubting myself, I'm a first time mom to be. And I'm like, well, why do you think that? And everyone said things like, well, it's so gross. You have to touch poopy diapers. And all I kept thinking was like, you have to touch diapers anyway when you use disposables. And really like, am I putting my hand in a bunch of poop? No, I'm just, (laughs) you know, it's the same thing. And then I hear things like, well, does it really actually save that many resources because you have to use water to wash them, more detergent, more, you know, hydro or whatever you use in your area to use power and, you know, just more resources in general. And I thought, well, it's got to be better than putting a bunch of diapers in the landfill. It has to be. And so I kind of just took what they had to say, but left it in the back of my mind is like, well, I kind of already made up my decision and mm-hmm. my husband was on board and we thought, let's just go ahead and do cloth anyway. Is it, did you find it challenging though? Feeling those thoughts still in your head? Yeah. I mean, like I say, I doubted everything. I mean, I always leaned on other people around me that knew sort of knew better, I thought, than I did. And that's not to say their opinion isn't valid, but I really thought if you haven't tried both, how do you know I won't yeah. do it? You know? So yeah, it, it caused me a little bit of anxiety, but you know, with the support of my partner, I was like, let's just do this and we'll see how it goes. And I guess if we quit, we quit. Mm-hmm. But, it helps know. that your partner was on board with you. Like that seems to be something like having at least one other person in the room to be able to say we should do this. Absolutely. Yeah. I think about, um, Jacqueline from Jay's Nest, her story, mm-hmm. her, her partner wasn't super on board, but her brother, her brother or her brother-in-law was. And so just having like one champion can really help keep those anxiety thoughts from being dominant conversation. Oh, for sure. I mean, my brother-in-law, his, his partner, she said, oh, all of my sisters did cloth, get a diaper sprayer. It'll make it easier. And that kind of little piece of support, I was like, okay, cool. And she bought us a sprayer and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. And I'm like, that's amazing when people like could have even just one little thing to say to support you. And I think as you say that out loud, that's something I forget to do when I meet other cloth parents. I tend to shut down in real life when people talk to me about cloth diapers because I'm just like, 
I go to all of those anxiety spaces that you just went through. Like, yeah. they've been bombarded with all this hate. What am I going to say that's going to make them overcome something? But really, it doesn't have to be a whole lot, does it? It can just no. be like, this one thing made my cloth diaper journey easier. Maybe it'll help yours. And then you just continue on. Yeah, because I kind of have to stop myself too from like jumping off the deep end and <laughs> like getting too excited because yeah. I think, you know, it can scare people. And so I actually just say if someone has approached me, like I get messages all the time from high school friends or whoever that's like, you know, my sister's pregnant and wants to cloth and they'll ask me questions and say, I hope I'm not bothering you. I'm like, are you kidding me? I love it. <laughs> I'm just so pumped to share. And there's just, there's so much information. It can be very overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever, when you were handling all those, that kind of negative, did you ever, what did you, what was your like response to those situations? Did you rebut it? Did you just like take it in and put it to the side? Did you just change the conversation? A lot of the times I would kind of get my one rebuttal in like, well, we did a lot of research and it seems better and kind of just back off it because yeah. most people would just be like, yeah, well, you should buy some disposables anyway because, you know, you're going to need them. And I, I find that to be fairly true, both in the, like online and offline conversations, like people who are coming at you with like this negative attitude, they've already made up their mind. You're not, you're not going to be the person to convince them. Exactly. And I don't need to because I'm like, well, I already convinced myself. So I guess that's all I have to do. And that's a good reminder. I think I talked to a few parents. I've talked to a few parents here on the show or I have it coming up is like, um, yeah, like it's not your responsibility to change the world. Yeah. Just slow it down. Just do your small piece. That's all you (laughs) can do. Do your thing at a time. So what did you build your stash with? What did your stash... What did you do? No, what does your stash look like today? That's the question I want to know. Yeah. So it kind of, I'll like step back a little bit because we started, I mean, I started kind of blindly. It was like, I'm going to buy some stuff secondhand. That was important to me because I didn't want to spend a lot of money being nervous that I would stick to it. Everyone said I wouldn't, right? So I stalked Facebook Marketplace and looked for some options, but I live in a, not a small town, but not like a huge city with tons of options. Um, so I saw this person selling a set of AMP. I think it's, what is it? Annie Marie Pidori or something. Yeah. AMP is what everybody would know it though. Yeah, for sure. So AMP and I knew nothing about the brand. So I did a quick Google search, which is one of my tips I would say when buying secondhand. Um, and they looked good. They're Canadian made. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. So I bought a stash of like 20 of them, tons of inserts, but it was like $300. And yeah. I was like, okay, I hope that's going to be enough. And then I kind of realized I didn't do enough research because this stash was all pockets, but I didn't know what pockets were at the time. I thought they were more like a cover situation where I could (laughs) reuse them. So my husband says, you know, 15 diapers, that's totally enough. You can just pull the insert out and use it again. But I found out with this fleecy topper, you can't do that. They're going to be wet. So whatever, I built a, you know, added a few other products in with that. I bought some cheap Alva's off Amazon and sort of rounded out what I thought was a good stash. And a couple of weeks into cloth diapering my son, I realized I absolutely did not like the AMPs. 
Which is crazy because they have a fan base. Like people love I, them. I kind of like them. I just it's I could a good not diaper. get down with them. I know they're actually they feel well made. The the waterproof outside is so like good yeah. quality. The, I probably like I fell out of love with AMP around fifteen months just because it's a smaller fitting diaper. So it's funny to hear you have this like not so awesome experience. Yeah, right from the, which is weird because I didn't have like a huge baby. He was like around nine pounds when we no ten pounds when we started. What diapering. didn't you like about it? Is it like the ruffle? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't like the surged edges at all. Do you feel the similar? Have you tried an apple cheeks and an easy pieces? I have not, and I because I'm too scared. I'm yeah, like, I don't like I it. Wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no. So I just found that like whether it was hit like my son's body or what, but they always leaked at the sides for us, and I could uh, never get a good fit. And they were the last diapers I would reach for in the drawer, and I said, you know what, I need to get rid of these. So a couple of months into diapering, I posted them on Marketplace. They went so fast. I got <laughs> my money back for them. and But I kept all of the inserts because I got oh, yeah. a huge stash of 35 of the bamboo inserts from AMP, and I love them. Oh, yeah. You're like, that's that's the best part. They're so good, and they're like $8 a piece, but I, I think I paid about $2 each. Mm-hmm. And holy, I'm so glad I kept them. They're awesome. Even now at eight and a half months, he does not out pee them. They're super good. Mm-mm. And so I kind of realized that, you know, and this rolls into later what we may talk about, you know, what I might share with people is that don't commit to one brand in your stash. That is huge. I thought you had to like match the brand inserts with the brand. No. Where do you think you got that? I, I hear that a lot and I'm like, where, where is this? Why do you think that is? No, maybe just when you shop at the websites, it feels so easy to like choose all of one brand's site and just like build a stash of them. Mm. And they offer these like packages and you think it'll be better, but no, like I'm so glad I decided to mix and match and try here and there a couple of different brands because now I have different stuff for different situations that just do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. It's otherwise I think if I had a full stash of AMP I would have bailed on oh. coughing diapering in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm like working on this book and that's like my biggest always is my biggest like try at least one other brand because you never know you this AMP is an incredible diaper. I like there's yeah. no reason why I mean there are reasons why it might not work for you, but um you don't know that until you start and so at least have a backup plan. Yeah. And so I was really um, glad for the secondhand ability to drop them off on someone who likes them and get new ones. Yeah, and to be able to like just because the diaper you didn't didn't work for you doesn't mean like the entire system didn't work for you. You were able to still take advantage of a great deal on those bamboo prefolds. Yeah, uh, because they're so expensive now. I'm so oh, glad yeah. I was able to keep them. They're so expensive. Um, and what are you using those in now? So now my absolute favorite pockets hands down I would have a whole stash of them if I could glow bug oh yeah I've heard good things about those um those are uh Ontario mama I think she's in London um and they're just fabulous fit wise for us they've got a nice big band around the top I love that the snaps go all the way across so that I can kind of stagger if he's in a weird like size Mm -hmm. and they have 360 gusset towards the middle so I never have leaks um and I just they're my favorite um, I did get a few Mama Koala as well on Amazon, mostly because their prints are just too darn cute. <laughs> but you know what? The fit is not great for him. They're a little bit small for me. Yeah, I think they, they uh, like anything I've seen online, they look more like a Rumparoo fit, which is a, a quite small fit as well. 
yeah, like I just feel like he's already on, you know, the outside snaps and they feel quite small. Um, but yeah, I'd say Glowbug are a favorite. And though they're not in business anymore, I love the covers from Sweet Pea. Oh, yeah. um, there's still some Canadian retailers I've seen that have them in stock online. So I'm going to snag a few more before they're gone. But That's I love the magic as well. of the Canadian marketplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the So when I started cloth diapering, there was like uh in 2015 shortly thereafter like hard to like diaper prints would sell out really fast Mm -hmm. in the states and things become really hard to find but in canada canadians are not so like keyboard ready we are um much more patient people or something we don't (laughs) we don't really like seek out hard to find or desirable prints as quickly so diapers will like sit at retailers forever meanwhile like americans are kind of going crazy about like how they can't get a hold of this print um, and I, I, it's probably population as well, like same size yeah. as California, but it's, it can be really easy to find sold out diapers or brands have gone out in Canada. Just kind of the stash sits. I mean, sad for Canadian retailers as I think about it there too. It is, but I try whenever I do order, like I've ordered a few things on Amazon, but I really try to make an effort to order from, you know, like Lagoon Baby yeah. or Caterpillar Baby. Like, oh, they're shipping so fast in Ontario. Well, at least. yeah, because she's just out there, isn't she? I don't know if yeah. I've actually... That's like one of those brands I should introduce myself. I ordered uh, my first stash from Caterpillar Baby as well. Blueberry Simplexes. Yeah, those are good. (laughs) They were good. They're such a good diaper. So you had a stash. It didn't work out. You flipped into a new stash. And that is your struggle about building a secondhand stash that I've got this question here for you. What do you have any other advice for people as they build secondhand stashes? Did you get burned in any other ways or learned any other lessons? I think that first go when I bought the stash of AMPs, I think I overspent. Mm. Um, And I think it's important when buying secondhand to just look at the brand like on their site in general and see if what you're getting is worth the money. Um, But also don't be afraid to negotiate. Um, I think I didn't know enough about the products to say, hey, would you you do this much instead or whatever. I kind of just went with it. And I, I think that I didn't get burned in a big way. Like there was no stains, no smell issues, nothing like that. But that's something to look out for too. You can always sun a diaper or you can always, you know, sanitize them, but be aware that they may have been used in a big, like, you know, really been worn out in a big way before you get them. Yeah. Like they're, you children wear them every day. I got burned with oh, my yeah. first stash thinking about you telling yours is I had bought a stash of 10 um, genius 3.0 velcro diapers secondhand what was mm-hmm. i thinking i spent like 40 bucks on them too it was like five bucks a diaper and yeah. uh, the pul i washed them and the pul fell apart so mm-hmm. i should have like i just took the bag and ran uh, should have looked yeah. at the diapers better um and just like as a complete newbie like sometimes buying, I mean, it felt like a good deal, but really $5 a diaper isn't really a good deal. Like for something that was, had been used that much. Um, and what was my other thought? I should have, and I should have looked at the diapers before I brought them home, but sometimes it's, I would almost recommend like finding like new products to try to get your hands on first so that you kind of even know what like new is. I didn't really understand even when I was buying this nine months pregnant that those diapers were that the elastics were so bad because I'd never seen a new diaper. And so then when I was trying to put it on my child and like, I couldn't get this good fit, even though the internet pictures all said so, 
It's because like the diaper was worn out. Yeah, elastics are a bigger issue than I realized in the beginning too. I haven't yeah. had any problems with them, but I'm so diligent about like, you know, hanging them <laughs> sideways instead of vertical. And, you know, my husband's like, why does it matter how you hang them? I'm like, because I want these to go through another baby. I don't want to wear them out. <laughs> I, uh, my experience was that, so my first washing machine was an agitator machine and I lost a lot of diapers in the wash. Yeah. I would, uh, they would get like wrapped up around my agitator and I lost a couple grovias that way. I pulled it out no. and my elastic was just like pooped. Uh, I know a lot of people really love agitators, but I had a really negative experience with the agitator and I'm like so glad it's gone. It was so hard on my diapers because it like totally would catch up all of my elastics and like pull them apart. Yeah, I've yeah. even seen things in like different groups I'm in that like people's like um, pre-folds and things will get, you know, just shredded from the agitator in the center. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, I have a front loader. And I'm, I hear, <laughs> you know, negative stuff about them too, but I really like mine. I know there's so many pros and cons with every situation and option. And that's what I think, like, even with those bum genius diapers that I bought secondhand, like they had also been through two children thinking about earlier that you had commented about the age of a product. Like there's a certain point also where a diaper, it's just at the end of its lifespan. Like, does a bum genius product really last into a third child? Like, maybe if you take really good care of it, but also products eventually need to die. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will use that as an argument to not cloth as well. They'll be like, well, eventually they wear out and they're garbage anyway. But if you think about the literal yeah, things right. you get out of them, I mean, the first few weeks we were home from the hospital with my son, I think it was about... 10 or 12 days actually before we started cloth and we were just looking at this diaper pail in the nursery fill with diapers and I think if you replace every single one of those with cloth look how much you've eliminated oh yeah but likewise you look at a cloth diaper and say okay it's replaced that many it's done it's time well yeah and if it's like a lot of us will successfully cloth diaper three children I would say like a cloth diaper life if it hits three child children if it hits three children is like that's really awesome. That's an incredible amount of diaper, disposable diapers you've disposed of, like displaced. Yeah, an definitely. Incredible amount. I Every time I go to Vancouver, I will use disposable diapers because my mom's washing machine, it's a front loader that eats diapers. I don't oh. know how, but I'm tired of taking that risk. Um, and they only get garbage every two weeks. And I had two kids in disposable diapers. It was a, like, that's a lot of waste. Like that's Absolutely. my entire collector stash for my blog takes up less room than that. So <laughs> yeah, you're totally displacing your, it's a whole, and there's areas here, even in Northern British Columbia, where we have tons of land, not all of it can be used for a landfill. Like the city of Terrace just had to build a new landfill that was expensive uh, and very contentious because people don't really, they say like, you'll see it online. People are like, whatever, build more landfills. But when it actually comes push the shelf, nobody really wants to build another landfill. Well, and who wants to live beside it, right? Who wants to live beside it? Who wants to deal with it? They're expensive. So the less that we can do, it all makes little impact at the end of the day. All these Absolutely. little things, right? Um, so you've also mentioned that during your cloth diaper journey, you struggled with ammonia. How did that go? So I had no idea the different ways that you can struggle with cloth until I joined a few different Facebook groups. 
And I have a love-hate with these groups because on one hand, they're a wealth of knowledge, but on the other hand, they can become sort of scary because you just hear nothing but troubleshooting and problems. So, I mean, I'm thankful for one of the groups I'm in because when I posted a question that I thought we had ammonia because it kind of smelled that, you know, burn your nose, cat pee sort of smell. And it was only after my son had peed. So out of the wash, they smelled totally fine. Um, But he would go to the bathroom and I was like instantly knew that he needed to be changed. And then he was getting a little bit red in his diaper area that had never happened before. So I posted in one of these groups and, and asked for help. And most people said, you know, yeah, that you've probably got ammonia. And I did tons of research. My husband's on his phone. Like, what do we think we do? Do we just give up? And it was so easy to do with that way. I had ammonia once and I really did just want to give up. I was like, you know what? Let's just hot water wash them. Let's put them in the bin and we're done. No, but then I, I realized, you know, we're only five and a half, six months in at this point. We're a okay. long way from potty training and I need to fix this. That's also when I got my first ammonia bout. So maybe oh, yeah? a bit of norm here. Six months in. Yeah. Okay. And you get you get kind of high on yourself, right? You're like, oh, six months in, no problems. Like we're good. But yes, here comes the ammonia. Mm -hmm. So we looked up a way of doing um, a soak with OxyClean. Okay. And so we never had used OxyClean or anything before. We just washed them with Tide Free and Gentle. I kind of try to avoid a lot of scents because my son has eczema. Yeah. So we we got our bathtub, you know, and we filled it with hot water, put every single diaper you know, cover, pocket, everything we had in the tub. And we read the instructions of how to do a soak, like on the label, it says, if you're going to soak for stains. Okay. So we followed that ratio. And we, no joke, used like three quarters of one of the tubs of OxyClean. So it was probably (laughs) like $8 worth of OxyClean in my tub. So I'm like, oh, I really hope this works. And we let them soak overnight, actually. And then the next morning I did a regular wash routine. So my pre-wash and then my main wash and held my breath, waited for my son to go pee in a dry diaper. And I was like, are we going to get the smell? And it was gone. And so because I had gotten rid of the main issue, I thought, okay, sweet, that's part one. But realizing that obviously we got ammonia because of something going wrong in our washing routine. And because I know a lot of people can diaper for years and not have any problems. Um, I call, but, I secretly call, bull I really, crap. I secretly, I call bull crap on it, which like, so the episode that has one episode has already been released where I've talked about this, but like, I know that they say you can, but I think that problems are kind of normal and okay. Yeah. Like it's like, that's actually comforting to know because it's not like I personally did something wrong. No, I don't think you, you did it. You just need to tweak. I mean, I don't, I haven't heard the rest of your story yet, but preemptively as somebody who does a lot of problem solving at six months, your child just kind of hits a new growth spurt and maybe what was working worked and it worked for a solid six months, but then your child changed and now you have to figure it out again. Um, I deal with so much problem solving that I think it's kind of normal and it's okay. And this narrative that you should never have a problem is kind of not healthy for us. And that's maybe why so many people are hesitant to even start. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it's like the story you're telling already. Like I relate to it because I've had it. I relate to it because I've heard it so many times. I don't think I've actually shared one like this on the show, but if you're listening guys, Alicia's story is one that ends up in my DM box more often than I care to admit. What did you do to problem solve to kind of tweak yourself out of this kind of funk? What was your next move? So we realized that, I mean, if you look down to sort of the science of it, I guess, ammonia is a is a part of urine it's yeah you know it's what happens when urine sits and and we realized that to combat that we needed to have more agitation in our wash Mm -hmm. and hotter water and And so six months is like a different change in the body it's yeah it kind of feels really normal that that's going to happen that you're going to need more agitation and you're going to need hotter water and you're probably going to experience this again alicia at 18 months See, that's good to know because, you know, they're holding their, their pee a little bit longer maybe, and it gets a little stronger and, yeah, you know, so we were like, okay, let's do that. So instead of doing a super quick pre-wash, I added a little bit on my washing machine. I made that a, a more of a heavier cycle mm-hmm. and my main wash, I left it at the heaviest one you can do. And I changed my main wash to have hot water instead okay. of warm. Yeah. So nothing crazy, an extra button to push, no big deal. I didn't even play with the detergent at all because... And I, like, I find that it's just, like, you just need to make that small of a change. Like, it's not usually anything dramatic. No. And I think if I had to change too many things at once, you almost can't figure out what your problem might have been. No, no, you won't. And you, you're still pretty early on. Like you said, you're five months. Now you're, you have an eight and a half month old. I think, like, sometimes it can take a while, but also that's okay. Like, and next time, have you had a problem since? No. Quick remedy for anybody listening, guys, is like, so the soak, the OxyClean soak is pretty, like, that's a really intuitive, awesome thing. I don't ever see cloth diaper groups suggesting that, but you just literally took a laundry hack and applied to cloth diapering. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But also you can sometimes just like try um, a deep clean wash on a diaper, like with double detergent and see if it kicks it hot water wash like you suggested see if it kicks it there's a lot of um i don't know sorry a soak would really intimidate me (laughs) so um, putting all my diapers in a wash tub i'd be like oh my god there's so much work um but you can if anybody's listening you can try with other little tweaks like you can try just washing your diapers longer and hotter once and see if it kicks it you can try using gravity and mighty bubbles in your routine see if it kicks it and yeah or you can if this oxyclean thing sounds like it if you guys are listening if it sounds like it works it could work there's no really right way to kick a smell but yeah ammonia can definitely be a little bit of a challenge and i think it's totally normal and i there's fluff love i would say is the big group out there that advocates that you should never ever have a problem um but the number of problems that we see and the number of times that i talk with you guys on this show I think it's kind of normal for things to just need to be changed every now and then. Yeah. And you know what? Like it's no hate on that group at all, but I did actually have to leave that one because I found that it was nothing like a lot of issues came up and then a lot of just black and white advice. And Mm -hmm. I feel that cloth diapering with, I mean, like with anything, it's gray. There's a lot of gray you know, this didn't work for me. And you know, my water hardness is that I didn't test my water. I'm going to be straight with you. Everyone said, I've never oh, tested my water either. Oh, I got to get two <laughs> strips. And I was like, I'm not going to bother. I know I have harder water in my area because my coffee maker gets the little spots. And, but really like I just use Tide. It's nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I couldn't do that group anymore because it just felt too intense. For and me. a lot of groups are that intense. They're not the only one. 
Yeah. They're not the only one. And that's where it really does come down to problem solving yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people are scared that they're going to ruin their diapers. Um, unless you're soaking your diapers in bleach for like eight hours, you're probably okay. Yeah, I think they can hold up <laughs> to a little more than we give them credit for. They they definitely can hold up to a little more. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it it takes a lot to destroy a diaper. And I, like, I think it's more likely like my agitator, my machine is more likely to destroy it than kind of tweaks in your wash routine. Yeah. Uh, I love that you guys were able to figure out what it was and you're, and make the necessary changes to tweak it around. Yeah. And honestly, it kind of renewed our love for cloth. It sounds silly, but when they got fixed and, you know, we started using the, the stash again, my husband's like, I don't smell it. I think we fixed them. I'm <laughs> so excited. Yeah. I just going to warn you though, toddlerhood brings out a whole other pee. And with that one, with toddler pee, you've already got hot water and you already got a longer wash. So you might not experience it because those are technically, those are like the things that we try to do with toddler pee. Oh yeah. Uh, but nighttime toddler pee, pre-rinsing, like pre-rinsing before you pre-rinse. Yeah. You know what? Like the, the nighttime diapering for me, I still use disposables for nighttime because I just, he never wakes up wet and it's just so easy to not change him in the night but we would love to make the switch to it fully and i i get scared i'm like i don't know that's okay and you know what i i think we should probably normalize that um i have recently had some questions about nighttime cloth diapering and then a lot more people are secretly just saying well actually i just use disposables at night and if that's what works, like that's what works nighttime diapering can be really stressful if you're not up for i mean do you have you ever tried like just going to bed in a bamboo prefold? We have what happened. He, I mean, he takes really long naps, like two, two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, and we have no issues. I usually do the the same bamboo ones we use during the day, and then I put a hemp one underneath. Yeah. And that holds up really well. I could probably do it at nighttime. I but... mean, you could if you want to try at nighttime. I would just see if that works, and if it doesn't work. Well, then you got a problem solved. But if it does work, you've got the answer in your book. Put them in bed with like fleece pajamas over top. Oh, yeah. Because the fleece jammies will be a little bit water resistant. And so it will buffer if it doesn't get wet. Um, but it might work if you already have the hemp boosters and the bamboo. Like that's a pretty stellar combo. It depends. I mean, like how we hemp- got lucky with the, with the natural fibers. Oh, yeah. I think that's key. That's a really good start to your cloth diapering experience. As much as the AMPs didn't work out for you, like it's a great kickstart. Yeah, definitely. I know I should just take the plunge and say, you know, let's just do it. Just try it. I mean, you got to try it once. The other thing though is like it could work once and that could work and not work the second time. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is true too, yeah. Because uh, you, you don't know, like you have no control about understanding if he's going to be a lot that night or not. Yep. Um, but if you're totally okay with using disposable diapers, like there's no shame in that game. Like, we talked about earlier like it's just it's you're still making such a huge difference on uh landfill or with whatever reason that you wanted to a huge difference in your pocketbook right like only one package of diapers a month versus and that's exactly it i mean when you when you and i first talked and you mentioned you know what is your why for cloth diapering Mm -hmm. and so i mean firstly i wanted to save money because I mean, I walk down the aisle at whatever grocery store and I'm like, holy moly, like 30 or $40 for a box of diapers. And that maybe lasts you like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know really how many in a box and all that stuff, but 
yeah, it's crazy. And we ended up getting lucky because my husband's mother, um, she volunteers for this thing with United Way. Anyway, she gave us a box of every single size. And so you're like set for life. We literally have never had to buy diapers because by the time he's out of the size of the nighttime stuff we use, Mm -hmm. he's on to the next and we never have bought them. But I mean, then my husband says, well, I just, I want to do it for environmental reasons. He is a project manager for an environmental firm. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I just can't think about, he does wastewater and these types of things. He's like, I just, I think of all this stuff sitting in the landfill and I would so rather rinse it in the toilet do some laundry and move on with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that keeps yeah. us going, I think. I just and it really does help to have these bigger whys around why you're doing it and to remember in that moment of ammonia like why you're doing this. For sure. Cuz the temptation to give up is totally there. There are so many people um and I feel like I've had moments where I wanted to give up too. And then uh the cost of disposables weighs me down. And it's like it's such a privilege to be able to buy disposable diapers cheaply because I feel like every time I've given up, disposable diapers have never been on sale. And so they really hurt <laughs> the yep. pocketbook. Uh, and then I quickly, I use up the box and I go, all right, Bailey, you got to get back on the horse. You got to do yeah. this again. Um, yeah. It's reassuring to know guys, like I'm sure if you're listening that, yeah, we all give up. We all have challenges. Do people in your life, if, circling back to the beginning are they still pretty negative nancy around you or have they given up on the no you know what it it got so much better as we had people come visit us or whatever you would get the comments of like oh you're you're still doing that cloth diaper thing eh and then realize oh that's a really cute print and oh it's that quick to change them that's not too bad and then you know it went from my sister or my mom not changing ever if i had cloth to they'll do a diaper change now. They don't mind. Oh, where's the wet bag? Like they're so involved now. A lot of times people just need to see that modern cloth diapering is not, is is new. It's different and it's easy. Yeah. And I mean, we even um, got a couple of hook and loop. I mean, for people who don't know hook and loop, it's like Velcro. Yeah. Um, We got a few of those from Kawaii Baby. Their pockets, their Velcro is really awesome and so soft. And every time I send my son to my mother-in-laws or whoever, I pack a few of those. And they're like, oh, that's so easy. It's just the same as a regular diaper. Yeah. yeah. And I would love for cloth to be the regular later. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's been so positive. And now, like I say, I, you know, I mentioned before that I get questions from people in, you know, in my life or people I haven't even talked to in a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love it so much when they're like, oh, I know you post on your Instagram. They're so cute or whatever it is. Can I ask you questions? And I, I'm like, of course, I love it. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that by me posting, you know, to my very, very small following and to be talking to your following of podcasts and Instagram that you just hearing like the real life mom perspective, like I'm just a regular mom doing my regular thing, going back to work soon, whatever. And I still find time because it's really not that bad can people find you or are you I do, just a normal yeah. mom what are I you? mean I, I'm very normal but my, <laughs> I have a an Instagram page it's at leash stew so it's l-i-s-h-s-t-u and that's pretty much the only place you can find me because okay. my Facebook's pretty boring <laughs> hey 
parent stories are one of my favorite things to share on the Cloth Never podcast. Every time I record them, I am always so happy because it's just incredible to see and hear another perspective. As a blogger, I often felt that I was only sharing my story because I was sharing only my story. And I always felt like I was in this weird competition with all the other bloggers that my story was the only story, but that's not true. My story is one story and Alicia's story is one story. And Stacey Reason, who was on the show last week, her story is one story too. Uh, And so Cloth Diapering is this multifaceted, amazing thing with all these different stories. So if you want to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast, don't forget to send me an email and we can make it happen. My schedule is opening up as I have full-time childcare starting in April, which does mean I need to find full-time work, but also means I have lots of great time to come and chat with you. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to the Cloth Diaper Podcast wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram and Facebook or Pinterest or check out the website. Lots of great ways to stay in touch. Until next time. Bye.